You are Locked On Cougars. This is a special weekend edition of the podcast, a bonus edition as we like to call them in the business. A lot to get to on this Saturday as we talk about the player countdown series. We didn't get to number 76 yesterday, but we are 75 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. We'll talk about the best players to wear the number 76 and the number 75 in a BYU uniform in a special edition of the podcast. All coming at you right now. With that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. Special weekend edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast begins right now. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download the special bonus edition on the weekend of the Locked On Cougars podcast. This time of year, we go seven days a week. Full editions are Monday through Friday, between 20 to 35 minutes, roughly. These shortened editions, yeah, 10 to 15 minutes, but still a lot of fun as we talk about the player countdown series. We've been running for, what, 25 days now? It's crazy to think. We're already a quarter of the way through this. That means college football is on its way, and that should excite everybody. As I mentioned, we ran out of time on yesterday's podcast on a Friday to get to our best player wearing the number 76 in a BYU uniform. So we're going to do two players today. We're going to do the best player to wear number 76 and the best player to wear number 75 in a BYU uniform. As you would expect, these numbers are heavily lineman-based, uh, mostly offensive linemen. But we put these up on our poll on our Twitter feed. You can search out the show Locked On Cougars there, and you can weigh in with your votes on these. And we put them out there. So day number 76, uh, we actually had a pretty good list here of people who were fi- finalists. Glenn Titanzer, who went on to have a pretty stellar career with the Dallas Cowboys after a good career in a BYU uniform, didn't do as well as I thought. Ray Fainga, a fantastic offensive lineman for BYU in the mid to late 2000s, had 33% of the vote. Gordon Gravel, who actually went on to win two Super Bowls in the NFL, only 1.7% of the vote. But Eli Herring, uh, taking the fan vote with 60% of the vote. Eli Herring winning the fan vote. And Eli is an interesting story because obviously many of you might know this, but some of you might not. He actually passed an opportunity, passed on an opportunity to play in the NFL because he did not feel that playing on Sundays fit with his religious beliefs. Obviously, he's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and he decided it wasn't for him. I can tell you this much. I played for Eli in high school. He's a high school teacher and football coach in Orem, Utah at Mountain View High School. He's been there for the better part of, I believe, over at least two decades, maybe even three decades at this point. And he's a great man. There's no doubt about it. But in having talked with him about the decision, he said it was ultimately a personal decision. Nobody influenced him one way or the other uh, in terms of trying to go to the NFL. He just felt like it wasn't for him. He admits, had he decided to sign a contract, reported at one time to be a $500,000 signing bonus from the Oakland Raiders as a sixth-round draft pick, he could have secured his family's financial future, but he ultimately felt it wasn't for him. So Eli Herring, he's going to be a guy that you're going to hear about for years because he's a, it fits in with the whole mantra of uh, keeping the Sabbath day holy. He'll forever be part of those conversations. So the fan vote goes today in favor of Eli Herring. And by the way, One thing about Eli Herring, he's not just a folk hero that turned down the NFL. He was a legit NFL talent. Six foot eight, 300 plus pounds, could run like a deer. 
To this day, he can outrun almost every lineman he coaches at the high school level. He is a freak athlete. He has been his entire life. He, at one point, I believe, won both the shot put and the discus title in high school at Springville High School. So, Eli Herring, actually a pretty good easy pick, I think, here for the best player to wear the number 76 in a BYU uniform. But the other players who were in this group with him, Glenn Titanser, like I said, went on to a stellar nine-year career after being a standout lineman for BYU uh, in the NFL. A good player. Uh, Also, Neil Fort, who didn't make this list, he was a good player. Titans are just to mention to you guys, he's a two-time all-whack and two-time honorable mention All-American after he before going into that NFL career with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Ray Fanga was the high school player of the year for Hunter High School before going to BYU and then spending time in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins. And like I said, Gordon Gravel, he was an all-whack honoree as well before going on to win two Super Bowls in the NFL. So it's a pretty stellar list of finalists to pick from, but I'm actually going to agree with the fan vote today and pick Eli Herring as the best player to wear the number 76 in a BYU uniform. I think that he had all of the tools to go on to have a decade plus career in the NFL. He could have been, I felt like an all pro pro bowl caliber offensive tackle at the professional level, but you have to give him some credit. He decided what was best for him and that was to not play on Sundays. And now he's been a math teacher for the better part of three decades. And like I said, my brothers played for him. I played for him. He was our coach at Mountain View High School in Orem. And he is the best person, one of the best people I know out there. Uh, So Good list. A lot of guys who went on to have great careers in the pros and one who probably could have but didn't do it. Number 76, a lot of talent on that list. And we'll get to number 75 here in just a second. But I think Eli Herring, a pretty good pick here, even though any of the four we had in our finalist group, Ray Fanga, Glenn Titans, or, and or Gordon Gravel, all could have been easy selections of the best player with the number 76. This is actually one of the positions that looking at it, it might be the most loaded with talent that we've had in quite some time. All right, we'll talk about the best player wear the number 75 here in just a second. I think you guys have an idea who the best player wear that number is. He's a former offensive lineman in his own right who was a first-round draft pick in the NFL, a guy that Eli Herring and other offensive linemen paved the way for. We'll get to that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, a request for you guys. If you guys don't mind, please be sure to rate and review the show, especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. We love those five-star ratings that really help us build our brand. You guys have done great work in helping us stay inside the top 200 rankings and the iTunes rankings of recent, but you guys can continue to help us out. If you haven't done so already, leave us a five-star rating and also a sentence or two or more if you want about what you like about the show. It helps us build the audience, but also helps the audience find us as we talk BYU sports each and every day. So a big thank you in advance for helping us out. And also one other thing, The word of mouth, telling your family and friends about this podcast does wonders as well, helps them find the podcast. If you have family and friends who are big time BYU fans who may not know what the podcast sphere is, let them know and tell them, hey, you can listen to a podcast that talks BYU sports every day with the Locked On Cougars podcast. So a big thank you once again for your continued support of the show. And hopefully you guys will continue to help build this audience and build the community we have built here on Locked On Cougars. All right, guys, let's get to the best player to wear the number 75 in a BYU uniform. We are now 75 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. And there's some good players in this group, but there is one that stands out head and shoulders above the rest, I felt like, in this finalist group. We just talked about the best player wearing the number 76, and that was a group of four finalists. I think any one of them would have been a worthy pick as the best player to wear that number. I think at number 75, there's one guy who is clearly, I think, the top dog, and then one who might challenge him for it, but I think 
falls a little bit short. So let's go through the finalists real quick here that we had on our Twitter feed once again. Follow us at Locked On Cougars. You can find the show. Our finalists were offensive lineman Scott Young, defensive lineman David Futrell, offensive lineman John Tate, and another offensive lineman in Braden Brown. Now, if you hear those four names, you know one that jumps out to you right away is John Tate, and the fan vote in this very much went that way. John Tate leading the way with just under 80% of the fan vote. Scott Young in second place with 11.5%, and then Braden Brown with 7.7%, and then David Futrell coming up with 1.3% in the rear. I have a hard time picking against John Tate. He went on to be a first-round draft pick after three stellar years in a BYU uniform. Really just was just everything you thought a guy like Eli Herring could be, John Tate was that, it felt like. And he went on to the NFL as a first-round draft pick, became a two-time Pro Bowl or All-Pro player. Uh, in the NFL, just a stellar athlete. And BYU's had a lot of offensive linemen of recent. Uh, Of course, Tate uh, went on to play for the Bears then also played for the Kansas City Chiefs as well. He made an appearance in Super Bowl 41, played a total of 10 NFL seasons. Uh, And I feel like Tate was an easy pick just as because he was so dominant. He played only three years at BYU, but he started all three game, all three years. Every game was just an Iron Man, and he continued that streak throughout his NFL career as well. Just a fantastic player. He was a first team All WAC player twice in his career. First team All American in 1998, and like I said, he forewent his senior season and was rewarded with the 14th overall selection by the Kansas City Chiefs in the 1999 NFL Draft. Just there's nothing more you can say about John Tate other than he was everything a standout blue chip offensive lineman should have been. He came to BYU. He started three straight years every game, became a first team All American, and then went on to the NFL and played a decade in that league, making plenty of money, and is now moving on with life. I believe last I heard he was working in filmmaking or something like that. He's living in the greater Bay Area out there in California, but I think John Tate, absolutely just an easy selection here. He's the best player with a number 75. The other name, the second place finisher was Scott Young, and the funny thing that Scott Young has going for him right now is he is the last offensive lineman that BYU has had drafted in the NFL draft, and that goes way back to the 2000s. I believe, what, 2005, 2006? When he was selected, if I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong on that, but uh, Scott Young carries that distinction. And I think that it's going to change this coming year. Should a guy like uh, James Empey or Brady Christensen decide to forego their senior seasons in a BYU uniform? Because both of them, I feel like, are NFL draft picks. And also some seniors along this offensive line for BYU have that opportunity as well. I think of guys like Chandon Herring and Tristan Hodge. I think they absolutely have the capability of becoming an NFL player. So yeah, 2005 with Scott Young, the last year the BYU had an offensive lineman drafted. Young was just an absolutely stellar athlete, uh, strong as an ox, a great player, was drafted in the fifth round of the 2005 draft by the Philadelphia Eagles and Andy Reid at the time, who was their head coach. But I think this coming year, so it'll be a 16-year gap between offensive linemen getting drafted, and uh, it's kind of crazy to think it's been that long since a BYU lineman was selected in the NFL draft because they had a good run there for the better part of, what, three decades that at least every year or two you had an offensive lineman getting selected in the NFL, and for whatever reason, it just fell off a cliff in terms of developing that talent. I think BYU's back into that business. I, I'm saying Tristan Hodge, Chandon Herring, 
Uh, I think Blake Freeland down the road, James Empey and Brady Christensen. All of them, I think, have the capability of being NFL guys. Maybe one or two of them has to sign a free agent contract and earn their way that way. But I think of uh, Empey and Christensen in particular, I think both of them are draft picks if and when they decide to come out for the NFL draft. So I think that uh, it's an interesting group, but John Tate has a great legacy coming out of BYU and BYU is trying to get back into the offensive line department where they were churning out that talent year in and year out. You can think of the best teams that BYU had. Yeah, they had great quarterbacks. They also had stellar offensive line play that protected those quarterbacks and allowed them to make the plays that they did. So we'll see what happens. But John Tate, our selection today, is the best player with the number 75 in a BYU uniform. All right, that's going to do it for our Player Countdown Series, a special bonus edition of the podcast today. Hopefully you guys are all doing well, having a great weekend whenever you hear this. We'll be back with you guys another bonus edition tomorrow to talk about the best player wearing the number 74 as we count you down. Just another day closer to college football. It's just exciting. It's a ton of fun. We are a quarter of the way through the countdown today. We break into the next quarter tomorrow. It's coming fast, people, so get excited. Hopefully the coronavirus cooperates. Well, I'm asking for a virus to cooperate. That's real funny. But uh, hopefully we're all watching football in just over 75 days away from today. So a big thank you once again for your continued support of the show. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. So we will talk to you guys again tomorrow. And then full editions of the podcast return on Monday. This has been another special weekend edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 20th, 2020. 